1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
0: We're here with Paul Mercurio. Um, do you go actor first, comedian
1: first? Like when you... Stud.
0: Oh, that's what stud, then... then, And, and then comedian. Then and actor. then actor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in my mind's and my wife's like, Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, actor. yeah. Paul cool. is
0: uh performing in Glastonbury.
1: What is it? It's, it's the toast to- it's and toast toast taste and ta- of Glastonbury. Yeah, it's a wine it's a food and wine festival. Uh this weekend. Uh Friday. My show is Friday, six thirty at the Glastonbury Theater. Really cool old theater. And uh yeah, so I'm here talking about that. And I don't live far from here. I live in New York, but I also got a place up here in Connecticut, so we hung out before, so I yeah, at the diner, I gotta get the Tommy food. This oh. is the, you know what's great about you got this? the McRib. I'm Italian, and this bread is super fresh.
0: Well, he he, it's so funny. You should I make sure we tell him that because he always like barks about how the fresh rolls and the calise rolls this and that i'm like
1: calise from rhode island that's where i grew up that's that's what you're eating you go to an italian restaurant or any restaurant and you can tell i'll walk out they bring the bread right matt focus they bring the bread (laughs) right and you can tell if they microwaved it made it hot because it It gets chewy it gets gets chewy and hard and then i walk out and i usually like slap the mater d now
0: rhode island italians are like Everyone thinks the North End of Boston, but, you know, if you watch your Mafia movies and read your Mafia books, like, Providence was rough. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I grew up in a place called Charles Street, which is the North End, and then there's Federal Hill, which is another Italian section, and it's like, you're Italian. Like, my Uncle Archie had a barbershop, right, right, and and we go to his house on Sunday for the big family Sunday dinner with all these Italian crazy people just screaming at each other for no reason at all, (laughs) and I took my wife. My wife, we were dating in high school, and she's a wasp, a white, Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yep. So they don't emote. They just they drink martinis and get divorced. They don't let... <laughs> <laughs> like, they do. I'm not, uh, you know. And by the way, embrace stereotypes. Let's stop yeah. pretending that we're all the same because I'm tired of that nonsense. So we're at the... And everybody's like, hey, wait, 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 pass the meatballs. What did you mean by uh, that? Yeah. I never <laughs> loved you, right? So we leave. I'm not making this up, but I go to my wife. I go, what do you think? She goes, oh, everybody was really nice. The food was amazing. But let me ask you something. What She goes, why was everybody yelling at each other? <laughs> I'm like, we weren't yelling. I go, she goes, what? I go, no, that's how we talk. So my uncle, this is how Italian we were. My uncle, you know, you have cold cuts. You make the kids, like, sandwiches, whatever, you know, bologna, cheese, whatever. No, no. He had, had to be fresh. He had his own meat slicer in his basement <laughs> with loaves of, like, bologna <laughs> and salami. Slob- it's got to be fresh. it got to be fresh. And he's cutting it, like, so, and, and then my cousin Bobby.
0: Cousin my, Bobby.
1: Cousin Bobby. He... Uh, he runs numbers for the yeah. mob, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, he sells stuff uh, out of the trunk of his car, right?
0: <laughs> and and your mom ran a furniture business. My mother
1: started a furniture business, very progressive woman. Like, high school education, 1962, out of a tenement house with two little babies, started running a business. Like, women of that generation stayed home, and, yeah. which full-time job and hard work. She's like, no, I'm not going to be – society's not going to tell me what I should be. I don't have to – Fulfill these roles, blah, blah. So, but now she's psychotic. She's like 95. We just had to close our business after 63 years Uh and she's mad. No, don't go. uh, We had to work in that business. I will come across this table and slap you. (laughs) (laughs) No, because she's out of her mind. First of all, I said, Ma, look, you're 95. She's 95 now. now. Yeah, but and she's fine. Like she's got it all together and she's healthy. And I go, Ma, you're fine. It'll be fun now. You can like relax. And she goes, "I, I, I will go to the senior center in your neighborhood. It's called the Da Vinci Center, the Italian neighborhood. Right? Shocker! Right, exactly. And you, you know, you. Hey, she goes. I don't want to go there. Those people are old. I'm like, you're old. You're 95. What are you thinking? Going to go skydiving with Taylor Swift? You're old. That's and, there, and so there's this sort of mentality of like, and then she grew up in the Depression, and she she won't buy anything, and she has like she has a hearing aid, and anybody listening, like she'll go through garbage like on the street. On the sidewalk, she'll like go through it, not for food, but stuff that's broken that can be fixed. Like she found her hearing aid in the garbage and it just.
0: And like Whitey, she's got like 800K in the wall.
1: Yeah, and it whistles all the (laughs) time. It's like talking to a tea kettle in a house dress. It's like, (laughs) it's, it, 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 it's the stories are endless. And so. She's
0: probably amazing though. well,
1: Well, she's amazing to people outside the family. See, in the family, it's just, it's just so much and so what ends up happening is like she um she okay for example we had to close the store because she was uh forgetting that customers were in the store and she was locking people in the store like customers <laughs> i go there one day oh they
0: gotta buy something and the door's
1: locked <laughs> right because you want to buy something you're not leaving till you buy something <laughs> right. and i go man what happened she goes i was looking around i turned to ask your mother a question i couldn't get out <laughs> I go, what happened? She goes, uh, I, I've been locked in. I go, how long? She goes, four hours. Oh, my gosh. I go, what have you been doing? She goes, well, I browsed a lot. She goes, <laughs> she goes, I'm not making this up. She goes, I took a nap on that sofa. And she goes, your name, Paul? I go, yeah, Why? Well, the phone rang, and I took messages. She took messages for me. So my mother comes back, and I'm like, Ma, you can't be locking people in the store. She goes, oh, I don't know what you're yelling me about. The woman took the nap she took on that sofa. She liked it so much she's going to buy it. I I made a sale, and I wasn't even in the store. I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs)
0: Listen, his name is Paul Mercurio. He's playing in Glastonbury on Friday at the Toast and Taste of Glastonbury, we'll get more on the show, and of course, I have—I want to talk about the the acting and writer strike. I want to talk about your process as a comedian, a lot of yeah. stuff. But we're here with Paul Mercurio.
1: But I don't know. I've seen you go around with your abs showing in a vest. Yeah, like I have
0: a one pack. I have a I have a, a, bra- <laughs> <laughs> a forty-ouncer. Um, he, I mean, I can't name somebody cooler than him. I mean, he's cooler and than he's Jeter. Matthew McConaughey is cool. Yeah, My, it, like, I think the hair is challenging for, for McConaughey, I think. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I mean, he's cool. That's a good combo. We could do like a cool guy bracket. Mm. Yeah. Um, Paul, you, you like your mom and that stuff, does that make it into your show or is that just me and you talking? No,
1: well, I mean, some of it does, yeah. I mean, I basically just decided to, you know, as a comic, you start out, you're just trying to be funny. So you, if you see newer comics, they'll be doing general stuff like about, oh, McDonald's or this and right, that. Right. And then when you get more comfortable on stage, you start want to reveal more about yourself. So I just talk about my life now and things and how I feel about things. And so it, it it's, you know, it's like it. I, and the nice thing is, like, if you're 20 or you're 60, you're going to get it because I'm just talking about slice of life stuff. Right. And point of view, you know, like we were just talking about, like, what can you say as a comic these days because of the political correctness thing? And it's like and I've talked about this, like I it's. I believe in political correctness, but I think sometimes it goes too far. We're in a culture where people are, like trying to catch you. Like yeah. not just a comic, but like in just regular life, like, oh, oh, you said so- oh, I gotcha. You said this thing and you meant this. And especially if you're like a white guy, it's like, whoa. And like, but it happens in weird places. Like this actually happened. My wife and I, we live in New York City, we're walking our dog in Central Park. It's a law, you're supposed to have your dog on a leash. And we did. Now, this guy's dog wasn't on the leash. Big dog, scaring people, kids around, little kids. My wife's like, sir, she was very nice. Your dog, it should be on a leash. Just like that. And he goes like this. Why? Because it's a pit bull? Like, implying that we were, like, racist toward pit bulls? <laughs> right. I'm like, no, because it's got a baby in its mouth. That's why, okay? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it has prison tattoos and it's carrying a switchblade, okay? Like, can you stop trying to push and yeah. look for something? It's
0: almost like they, they sucker you, you into that. But, like, for me, like, I, I'm obviously... <laughs> Not a comedian, because uh, I'm not that funny. But I, I've always felt like First Amendment stuff should like I feel like when you go on stage, it truly has to like you should be able to do anything. You
1: can do whatever uh, you want because look, the market, but they don't let you do it whatever no, well, you want could, anymore. They do and they don't. I mean, look at Lenny Bruce. If you go back and what he you know he's at the he went lost his mind and started reading you know from his his court filings against him, but. I, the market's efficient. I can go up and be really inappropriate and walk the room, as they say, and people won't stay, and I won't sell tickets, and I'll be out of the business. I could do it, right? But that's my choice. But like, I get to choose. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, you don't. Right? But I bet
0: guys like Bill Burr or Louis C.K. or Chris Rock have had to even water down their stuff.
1: Yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, they're not. They're all like, they're all friends of mine, and we're all kind of. They're all. We're all trying to talk about stuff that matters to us. I think your point of view, like if you're Chris Rock, you come at it from a black person's point of view. You can, I think, say more. It's kind of hard. Like I've been saying lately, you know, it stinks being a white guy because we, we had it for 2,000 years and we screwed it up. And now everybody's pissed at us and rightfully so, right? And there's just little things like just every Halloween, right? There are things you can't do now that were innocent back then that you can't do now. Every Halloween, my parents would dress me as a hobo. That's what they called it. A yeah. hobo it was daddy's old clothes. We never, we could just go out, right? <laughs> a little sack over your shoulder or yeah, whatever, yeah. Like the thing, and they put some like shoe polish on your beard, yeah. like you had a beard, and you'd go yeah. out. You couldn't do that today because a hobo's a homeless person, and people would be offended that you were making. fun Listen, of Listen, I
0: have a dog named Gypsy. There you go. We adopted, and we've had people tell me it's culturally insensitive. Yeah. I said, well, we didn't want to change the name to Jimmy and have the dog walk in a walls <laughs> for a month. <laughs> <laughs> so we kept the name, and you know, but I and I definitely under, understand but, but, but your but point. But here's the
1: thing about the hobo thing: it's like it is, and I'll give it to them. It is a little screwed up if you think about it. Now, our parents dressed us as homeless people and sent us out onto the streets at night to collect free food, begging for candy. For, yeah. I dressed up as a hobo one year you know, with a the bandana on a people. stick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I never got candy. Every house, I like got baked beans and a harmonica. That was it. <laughs> it was like it was like the old uh, the dust bowl, and so. You know, if I can talk about that stuff and sort of say, when I just say, I, I, one of the things I say in my act, it's just recent, is can I just be the guy in the middle? Can I just be the guy that kind of believes in a little bit of what you believe in yeah. and a little bit of what you believe in? And I'm not the devil to you and I'm not the devil to you. I'm not even talking politics, just in general. Can, I think life lives in the gray area. Can we all just like relax and just if call, you know, call it what it is. It's right in front of you. Say what it is. And if if it's not offensive, it can't be offensive if it's truthful. That's the thing. And so, you know, I think that's why,
0: honestly, I I believe maybe that's why you and I connect so well because when it comes to politics on my show, I talk about my independence and trying to be. It, like, I want to if I want to criticize something with Trump or criticize something with Biden, I want to be able to do it and not get hate from both yeah. sides. And I think that that's really, really true because most people, most people, when it comes down to it, are there.
1: Well, we've gotten so divisive, and I'm not going to lecture. And if, look, you, you want to have guns, have guns, or whatever you you know, do your thing, man, you know, like, but maybe there's rules here and there that people have to adhere to. But I, I don't really talk much politics in my act. Because there's no point right now because it's like too hard. So it's just like personal, yeah. personal stuff. Like, you know, like to talking about my mom, we were just talking about her and it's all true stuff. You know, yeah. she's 95 and she's entrenched and set in her ways. And, you know, like she and people are like, well, she's old. Maybe you shouldn't know. Like, no, she huh. was trying. We
0: can all relate to well, it.
1: Well, she look, she had she in her. bit.
0: That's the hook.
1: Is that what that was? That's the hook. I thought I just got electrocuted. No, no. I mean,
0: that's at at, at the hour. That's the hook. You're off stage. You didn't even get a word in. You're gone. You're done. Uh, Listen, Paul Mercurio. uh, He's 6:30 p.m. at the Glastonbury Theater. Go to GlastonburyTheater.com. He's going to stick with us for half an hour. It's the Toast and Taste of Glastonbury. Uh, We're going to talk about his his work at the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. We're going to talk about the writer and the acting strike. After all, right? We're back here with Paul Mercurio, who's playing at the Glastonbury Theater. You can get tickets at glastonburytheater.com. It's 630 on Friday as part of the Toast and Taste of Glastonbury and uh, some good seats available. I want to ask you a couple things about your stand-up, mm. and we'll get into Colbert a little bit, but do, do you write it and then perform it in front of the mirror? Like, no, are, are, and no, I, no,
1: no. You just bring it up. You, bring it, you just do it, and I, and I bring it up, but it's all, like, you have, have like a like, whole act. I have like crazy notes that I bring with me, which are on stage. And this looks like the writings of a, man, a guy with a manifesto. Like, it is, does. Is it, it, yeah, yeah, there's red means whatever. And no, you just go up. Like right now I'm working on a bit about coleslaw. Like I just.
0: But I, you don't have the whole thing you mapped out. You no, see.
1: no, because I talk to the audience a lot. In okay. fact, I did a one man off, not one man, but I did an off-Broadway show called Permission to Speak, which we're going to bring back in March at the, we're doing it at the United Theater actually in Westerly, but. Um, where I just bring people on stage and they tell stories from their lives because people have these amazing stories. And um, so th- what I'll do with my stand-up on Friday is I'll talk to the audience a lot, not crowd work to do a, like a Rickles kind of joke, really talk, get funny stories from them, and then I kind of decide where I'm going to go I always write a set order out, and I never follow it. So, like, for but you a, do write a set order but out. I write a set order out, but I won't follow it. Like, I, I'll think, oh, I'm going to talk about my mom, and then I end up talking about like, like that I was a lawyer, or whatever. So, no, I like, and so I'm trying, like, like I, I'm literally working this bit out. I did some shows this week in New York City. You'd work, yeah, like. We need a universal standard for coleslaw. Some people are putting vinegar in it. Some people are putting mayonnaise. There are idiots that are putting carrots on it. Like that's not good. Like literally, like 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 a waitress could come to you with lawn trimmings and mayonnaise and say it's coleslaw. You have you're powerless to disagree with that person, right? Okay, thank you for not laughing. I know the that's joke. It, that's your, your, I new, I need, that's need, your New York
0: deli humor. I
1: need the joke to work. But no. So <laughs> but no you, do you just
0: show up at like the improv places and so go on I, stage?
1: You, you book ahead of time and you go in and you do 15 minutes and you're working on new material. Wow. And then you talk about stuff that you know you want to talk about you know like the real stuff in my life like with the strike I'm home a lot right because I'm home more. yeah that's not good for every anybody in my house I'm extremely annoying To live with. Like, divorce is around the corner right now. Like, if you were a POW and we were in a cell together, you would ask to be tortured. You would. Like, you don't want to be with me. Even my dog finds me annoying, Daisy.
0: Is it like COVID?
1: Like, in that sense? Well, in a way, it was the same thing with COVID because I'm home a lot more because the late show's not taping. I'm on the road a bit, too, doing stand-up, but I'm home. And my our dog, when I walk into the room, I'm not making this up, she (laughs) gives me a dirty look and she walks into the other room. Like, like I'm done with you. you Oh, she goes, oh, this a-hole again and she walks into that room and and then if i walk into that room she looks at me like really i just got comfortable in here here's the rule you're in that room i'm in this (laughs) and here's the thing that gets me we adopted her i saved her life daisy okay yeah and and they should have a lemon law for dogs by the way because this dog we found out later after we adopted it has a weak i don't know if i can say sphincter like a weak bladder She poops in the house so she like she can't control the bladder so it's like like random we like happens and now i'm italian and i get animated and I'm loud. And so when if I yell too much, my wife, a little like, this. Like, and my wife's like, it's your voice. She finds it annoying. I'm like, do I sound like a vacuum cleaner? Like, what are you talking about? So you come to my house and it looks like an assisted living facility because there's just wee pads everywhere <laughs> and it smells like desiccant. That's it. Like the oh. whole thing is like, so it's like my whole life. Even
0: the is dog just- doesn't like you. Oh,
1: my dog. I mean, it's just. Hey, like- are you trying
0: to sell this? Like, are you trying to get this act? So like. You Can get something on Comedy Central type thing? Like, will you film I'm, it and then try to
1: sell it? My, what you mean, my stand up? Yeah. Oh, I've had my own special on Comedy Central. Right. I've had other specials, but yeah, I'll be doing another special. And then we're this, uh, my off Broadway show that we're going to shoot as a special too. So, yeah. So, you know, it's just going out and just, uh, you know, I, I just like the world is just to me, you know, like my wife. My, my wife and I have this argument all the time about, like, I'm looking for stuff in the refrigerator, and I can't find it. And I'm like, like Carol, where are the pickles? She goes, like, you know where they are. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. They're in the refrigerator. I'm like, I know where. She goes, you know where they are. I go, and they're on the shelf. She gets really sarcastic. I mean, they're on the shelf. And I, I don't find it. And then she says this line, and you think to yourself, you know what? Uh, divorce. She goes... Are you looking? It's one of those things, right? And then she starts just on me about that I won't find, I can't look. And she goes, and I go, yeah. And then she says this to me, are you look looking or just looking? I'm like, I'm looking. You never look for things. You're like a child. You have to look. I'm not going to, I, I look. And what do you see? Nothing. Exactly, Paul, because you forgot to buy pickles on the way home last night. Uh, uh, so, uh,
0: she, that's messing with you. So
1: She gets me on the thing. And that's all true. Our, that's our relationship. Huh. And we met in high school, so we went. We dated fifteen years before we got married. I just, you
0: know, we gotta go. But I, it's like that. I don't know how, how long you've been married.
1: Uh, I've been married tw- uh, twenty two years. But yeah, we, we, we met in high school and dated fifteen years, and then oh, well, so
0: you've been together more than thirty five yeah, years.
1: She, yeah, she proposed finally. Um, I can't tell you her exact words because I get really emotional, but they ended with, or get off the pot. <laughs> and, uh, and then you,
0: and yeah. And, and I did. And yeah, then, and, so you're, and you're went still on Wall the pot. Street, and then
1: I quit Wall Street to go into comedy. and That's worked out thing. pretty well. Uh,
0: I want to talk more about the the writer strike and everything yeah. else with Paul Mercurio. Again, he's uh, performing at the Glastonbury Theater. You go to theater.com. It's 6 30 p.m. on Friday. It's good to have you in, Paul. I'm really it's glad fun. you made the effort mm. and you're heading over to Channel 3 after this. Yeah. And you were on with Steve Parker, was it last Saturday? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: and this is like the best sandwich I've had in a long time.
0: Tommy. I mean, Tommy's a legend. He'll do his football picks with us and, you know, he put his kids through college and he's just. He makes zero money off of us. Salt of the earth, we call him. Yeah, I mean,
1: you're talking about kids. Like that's another thing where I like just talking about my kid and saying stuff about your kid that's honest. Like,
0: it's okay to be you. People have this thing that where they like. Oh so, my
1: kid's the best thing that ever happened to you. No, there's some days you wish a <laughs> kid would walk into the woods and never come back. <laughs> Stop! It's not like that. Like you know, like and and you're and by the way, when you there's people that you see that you go, I can't believe that person has a kid. I'm that person. Like, they, sh- they should have checked with me from the government to see if I'm qualified. Well, I'm if idiot. your dog
0: feels the way your dog feels about you, I just wonder how the, the <laughs> right. kid feels now, about now you. Now you're ganging up on me. But
1: no, like, you know, like, uh, my, like my wife, like, he, my son, he lo- loved to play baseball. And when he was a kid, he was like seven, he had a baseball tournament. So my wife, so my, my, it was actually another part of Connecticut. My wife goes, You should go. Just a two of you, three day father son bonding weekend, and I went. And at the end of the weekend, it hit me: I don't really care for the kid. <laughs> well, because every minute of the day, parents listening on a weekend with your with your kid on a trip like that, it's about them. It's you don't have a minute to yourself, and you're working all weekend. It's my weekend too, and I want to do something. When's
0: the kid gonna nap so I can have a drink exactly. and take it well, out? Well, first of
1: all, he's in the hotel. He's in the pool. He's out of the pool. He's in the pool. He's out of the pool. Then he wants a grilled cheese sandwich. It's sixteen ninety nine for a grilled cheese sandwich, no French fries. They burn one little corner, then the baby can't eat it. So you got to get a second grilled cheese. I'm like $35 into grilled cheese sandwiches. I got nothing to show for it. And you know what? It's my Saturday night, too. I want to go to a bar. And he starts complaining. Daddy, the Jack Daniels is burning my throat. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Tough on. Tough enough. Suck it up.
0: Back in the furniture days. Tell
1: me there is not a parent out there listening that gets. You have three kids, so you're out of your mind. I don't know what uh-huh. you were thinking. We have one. That there isn't a day, moment in your day where you just want to. Like, you just want to get away from it all. You know what I do? I go to the post office and stand in line all day. It's quiet. I just get to the head of the line. The guy goes, what do you want? I go, nothing. I just needed to get away from the family. He goes, I understand. Yeah. He goes, come over here and link some stamps. And then I go home. Like, It's like like you just need a break. And that's the kind of thing where you talk about stuff like that. It's just, it's better to talk about the realness of that experience of being a parent as opposed to, like, sugarcoating it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. I got three teenagers. Man, you're you're preaching to the choir, as they say. We only got a couple minutes yeah. here, and I want to ask you about the the writer and acting strike. Yeah. And I've talked about this a lot, both with my sister, whose husband is an actor, and even with my wife, because the streaming side of it's so like, it, it, listen, if, if you were on a TV show and then that TV show goes into syndication and you get a certain amount of money, and then if a movie, you're in a movie and it makes a hundred million, whatever, like, there's a way to sort of check the success of it. But with streaming, there's no way to know how successful or how profitable it right. is because there's no comp because right. it's not like oh they're like oh Ted Lasso episode one and we had fifty thousand people signed up last night so that's all Ted Lasso money so we'll split that like it it I understand that that there's a lot of people underpaid but it's really hard to know what the value is of the work you're doing
1: yeah and and so tech uh, you know. Silicon Valley is really running Hollywood now. So, and really, the because Hollywood, of Apple. And- well, it's because how the consumer consumes content, it, 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 and now it's on phones, and it's everywhere, and it's it's streaming, and it's it's digital, it's digital right. replays. So, Hollywood's always going to be playing catch up. So that's exactly right, right? So you and I make a TV show for ABC, then ABC puts it on its six or seven platforms, right? Blah 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 blah. Well, where's the money for that? Because when you put it on an ABC digital platform, you got advertising for that play, so you got money from it, right? You're not just putting it on for free, or, or you're getting subscription money, right? and so that's what's gotta be sorted out in this strike. But you don't know what
0: each of the things is worth because subscription is for the whole service and not for the show. right?
1: And so then it becomes, well, how do you parse out, okay, so the revenue stream for ABC, for that ABC digital platform, and I'm just using that as an example, like what is that's where you literally have to do financial analysis and break the numbers down and that's what all the negotiations about the other thing is the ai thing and like writing yeah. using you know ai chat and stuff like to write stuff right so it used to be you have 10 writers in a room writing stuff right well now maybe you have 2 and you use ai chat to do the first draft Jeez. and then you need but you still need writers to do redrafts because the real writing happens in the rewriting like you that's where the Gold happens. The magic great. happens. Yeah, but the magic Jerry, 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 it's mad And uh, it's gold, Jerry, it's gold. And uh, and so all of it is like, it's the wild, wild west, and they don't know.
0: But the thing is, and, and we're talking with Paul Mercurio, he'll be performing Friday night at 6.30 p.m. at the Glastonbury Theater at the uh, Toast and Taste of Glastonbury. is I, I don't see, how's this going to end? Because it's not like the studios don't seem to be shaking in their boots yet for content, and there's no, like, groundswell of public sentiment on this one I so like, how I it's
1: gonna end. i'm coming to your house to walk your dog i need money <laughs>
0: i'll make you pb and j
1: nobody picks up poop like i do my friend We'll see about that. And Stephen Colbert <laughs> is doing lawns right now for extra money. No, I mean, he He'll doesn't, but wax. he's one
0: that doesn't need it. But there's plenty of well, people on staff to there. 50, there's
1: 250 people on that show that aren't working and right
0: now. And making zero money.
1: Right. And I, and I don't think it resolves. I don't have any inside information. I Just my own observation. It's, we're already a, about to be on September. I don't think it resolves before October. And I, and, and I think, and by the way, whatever's agreed to, and I'll put my lawyer head on for a minute, in a year and a half will be obsolete. Right. Because right now, some crazy brave, brilliant person in Silicon Valley is inventing a thing where Brian doesn't even have to be on the planet anymore. And you're everywhere. Like, right. it's, like it's like, so I think that when it, they'll, I think what'll hurt the, the networks and is when the advertising dollars go down because they're playing repeats. So the ratings aren't going to be there. So the advertisers are going to go like, well, I'm not going to pay you what I normally pay you because the ratings are down and they'll feel the squeeze. And we're feeling the squeeze now as writers and actors. Yeah. And stuff. You miss it. Uh, yeah, I miss doing the show, uh, but I get to- What see, exactly do you do on the show? I get here and see you in shorts, which doesn't- <laughs> know, it's not pretty. legs, by the way. <laughs> I, You're very not. hairy. You're more hairy than I thought. Please stop
0: it. Yeah, uh, I, I, he's, he's like, you got a job <laughs> <he's> where you- blushing. <laughs> <he's> <laughs> blushing. <laughs> I, like, I got a good blush. I was like, Oh, it doesn't take much, yeah. Yeah. much to shave your chest, though. I can tell you I don't. I don't, Come here, I'll shave but I got a razor. Full wax.
1: You're going to charge for that? That's how I'm making extra money. I- I'll do body waxes. <laughs> you give me a McRib sandwich. Uh, I'll, I'll do a body you'll wax. do. You'll do some waxing. Do, we do miss it. We, you know, we do a, like a monthly call with the staff, and Stephen always says it like we just kind of miss being around each other. It's a fun staff and stuff. But. I can't
0: imagine your job being suspended without, and you're really not able to get another one. And you're just waiting to come back. Like I, I don't know if I've ever experienced anything like that, like ever. And it's great that you have stand up and can yeah. still do that. Yeah. So um, um, we got to run, Paul. Yeah. If you is, You got to come back. Yeah, I mean, we really so enjoy fun. your time. Thank I mean, we'll, when things you're go you So bu-
1: conversational, and you ask such great questions, and you have tremendous legs. Uh, <laughs> gotta be honest with you. It's very I got hard chicken to, legs.
0: Very, very, That's what my my I'm my, bow-legged. Look at me. Look <laughs> at my butt. My, my butt. Now you're gonna show me your legs. No, no, look
1: at how bow-legged I am. Look, you could drive a truck through that. Look at that. Look at true, and I have no rear end, but we'll talk about that another day. Yeah.
0: He's got the it's like the old Italian guy. Exactly. You're legged with no butt. <laughs> Paul comes for the legs and stays with the McRib. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the McRib will give you a butt, that's for sure. Um, 6.30 p.m. on Friday. If you want to get your tickets at com. it's the toast and taste of glassmary. Paul, we wish you the best. We can't wait to come visit you in New York. I will
1: want to come back uh, soon. And and then also, uh, I'm doing my uh, called Permission to Speak, my off-Broadway show. We're taking it out on tour nationally, and it's going to be at the United Theater in uh, March. So come back and talk about that. Awesome. Sounds great. It's great to see you. And you're going to come down and see a late show taping.
0: I will. Oh, absolutely, Matt. Maybe Matt will come along. I love know, it. Say, no, yeah, don't I'll bring Matt. It. You know okay, how he right. yeah,
1: that's true. I'll, I'll be on the outside looking at. <laughs> no, he'll be in the audience. Oh my <laughs> God, that's Steven. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> starts, starts throwing his underwear. Come on, man. That's you're good. embarrassing me. <laughs>